Intelligent Chatter, Volume 13. In today's episode, you'll be inspired by how a former nurse built a $1.2 million agency in six years. But what's even more inspiring and moving will be her story about how she realizes she needed a better work-life balance. So settle in and listen up because we'll be discussing why she loves river cruising, why self-care for entrepreneurs is so important, and how she turned a river cruise giveaway into major dollars for her agency. Now, Travel Agent Chatter is an audio series produced quarterly here by the team at Host Agency Reviews. And we've got a big goal. It's called our 2020 campaign. So what in the world is with all the 20s? So we're looking to garner 20 new podcast ratings in 2020. And what's tricky right now is you can't really get away because I know you're listening. So won't you help us? Uh, the ratings and reviews really help other listeners find our podcast. And I know that sometimes just asking isn't enough. So here's the icing on the cake. Ready? If we reach our goal, we'll celebrate by having the HAR team do a video of your favorite dance moves. And we'll be in our T-Rex suits. So spread the word. The challenge is on. Now, let's get on to the show. <laughs> Well, happy 2020, everyone. I'm Steph Lee, and I am a firm believer that the best way to start the new decade is with a fantastic interview and with chocolate chip cookies. Uh, <laughs> cookies are a must-have for any joyous occasion. Um, now, I don't have cookies for you due to the logistics of passing a cookie through your speakers, but what I do have for you that's equally as wonderful is we get to pick the brain of Janet Tracy, the owner of The Travel Dreamer. Uh, a former nurse, Janet decided she was ready for a change of scene and became a travel agent at the age of 50, and that was in 2013. By 2019, she was bringing in $1.2 million in sales without any help. And there's even more than that, because that $1.2 million in sales was despite the fact that, and this is for reasons we'll get into later, she stepped away from work for a whole month. So you're going to hear about how Janet, the savvy businesswoman that she is, won a cruise that paid off in dividends. And, and we're talking to, um, to the tune of a 20-person river cruise crew. Um, we'll also hear about a fam trip that led to a 30-person group to Israel that filled up in two months. Um, and then for all the hardworking advisors out there, we've got a special section discussing self-care and why that's so important. Uh, just a little quick housekeeping. Everything related to this podcast um, can be found at hostagencyreviews.com slash TAC and click on episode 13. And we're talking about the show notes, the video, a transcript, warm gooey chocolate chip cookies, which may or may not be there. Um, they're all in one handy place. So make sure to swing by the site and check out the podcast and all its different iterations. And Today's schedule, we'll be breaking it down into five segments. The first is going to be finding a host, um, marketing, big wins, self-care, and then we'll finish it with our always warm fuzzy segment. It's a good one, so let's not delay any longer. Janet, welcome to Travel Agent Chatter. Hi, Steph. Thanks for having me today. It's really great to have you. Janet and I have spent the last 40 minutes working on internet technicalities and getting the video to work. So for those of you that are watching the video, really appreciate this. This is yes. not, this took a lot of work. Yes, agreed. <laughs> well, Janet, first off, 
thank you so much. You're so kind to be taking the time today, right smack in the middle of wave season. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Yes, it is wave season. Here we are swimming away. <laughs> I know everyone's so frazzled. Um, well, so you were born and raised in Iowa on a small farm, which I can relate to. Um, I didn't grow up on a small farm, but I grew up in rural Minnesota on a cute little dirt road surrounded by farms. So, um, I mean, I think for both of us, our idea of an exotic trip was probably crossing the state line. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is a fair statement. Yeah, going to Omaha was the highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah, and, and Janet's in Iowa, and I'm in Minnesota. So it's like we yeah. could have, like, visited each other and been like, we're so exotic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but you ended up going to school for nursing and did that for 10 years and then decided after your youngest was in high school that you wanted to go into travel despite having very limited travel experience. Right. Um, so you walked into a brick and mortar agency in town and said you were looking for a job. How did that go? <laughs> well, I knew I wanted to do travel. I knew I wanted to plan travel because I always enjoyed planning my own trips. Um, so I literally walked into a brick and mortar here in town and said, what do I have to do to work for you? And his comment was a very honest one and, and much appreciated in hindsight. He looked me straight in the eye and said, you don't want to work for me. You want to work for yourself. And he said, just go home and Google host agency. <laughs> that's, so that's, what I that, that's like so great. It's the first time I've ever heard of a storefront <laughs> responding that way. And I have to tell you, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. So any storefronts listening in, if you have someone walking in and you don't want to take on new in-house agents, take note. This is a great way to help people without actually having to help them. There you go. <laughs> if they're self-starters, they're going to take that information, that little bit, and go run with it. Yes. Okay, so you went home, you Googled host agency, and right. what were the next steps? Okay, so um, it was kind of like a whole new world opened up in front of me as I, you know, Googled host agency and what they are, and that, you know, took me onto rabbit trails about, you know, consortias and what are they and who are they. And um, I knew that I was going to need some kind of direction. And so I just picked a, a very small, um, short online program that I decided to do for myself. And it, it didn't teach anything except maybe the history of the travel industry and you know, how to set up your office if you want to be a home-based agent and just some basics like that. Um, and then from that point on, I knew that this is exactly what I wanted to do. And so I um, kind of took a, I don't know, a leap of faith, I guess. I happened to stumble across in all of my Googling um, something about the home-based um, travel agent forum that was going to be happening in Las Vegas a very mm -hmm. short time from when I was doing my Googling, maybe a month down the road. And so I actually reached out to them and um, told them my situation and that even though I was not an active agent nor affiliated with a host agency, I would love to come and just see what it's all about. And they were very kind to make that allowance for me. And um, I think the main reason I wanted to do that was I knew that I'd be able to visit with a number of host agencies in a, a trade fair situation in a face-to-face one-on-one kind of, you know, an environment. Mm -hmm. And 
I knew I would only get a few minutes with each of them. Probably there'd be lots of other agents uh, vying for their attention, but I, um, you know, I, I feel like first impressions are really important. And so I bought a plane ticket and got a hotel room and I went to the home base travel agent forum knowing nothing. So I came home physically exhausted and emotionally ready to take on the world. And I was just excited because I knew I had picked the right industry for me. And, um, and, and I was able to do some eliminating down on those host agencies. I probably visited with eight to 10 of them at the time, maybe mm-hmm. not quite that many, um, and kind of made myself a short list. Yeah. And then was able to make phone calls after that and talk in more depth with them. We hear from so many agents that are like at this point in time that you're talking about, they're trying to get in the industry. They've decided they want to for sure do this. And they're trying to like discover what a host is in a consortium, but they know nothing about the industry. So it's terrifying and overwhelming. Um, I'll, I'll post, well, I'll post a link in the show notes to the home-based travel agent forum, first of all, for people if they're interested, but I'll also um, post a note. Um, or post a link in the show notes to our free seven-day setup program, which we've had, and Janet, you'll probably have wished this was around when you were starting, but um, we had over, we've had over 12,000 agents go through it since 2017. So it's really popular and we walk you through the steps um, of everything you need to do to start your agency, um, including how to find a host agency. So you get daily emails, a supportive Facebook group, um, and step-by-step instructions that guide you from this idea stage mm-hmm. um, to a bona fide agency ready to book travel. You're not, we don't teach you how to book travel, but you're ready to go. And then the host agency or consortia kind of takes it from there. Excellent. Great. And I don't want to spoil things, um, but you ended up with Oasis Travel Network when you kind of were narrowing things down. And then for those that are listening and then are in that kind of had whittled it down to a handful. Walk us through your process of how you ended up choosing Oasis. Oh, yeah. Um, So as I kind of went through the phone calls of my shortlist, you know, it kind of became automated as I kind of asked the same questions over and over. And I felt like I got just, um, you know, kind of some spiels that they had developed for what they say to potential agents. And um, I had a really refreshing answer from Oasis Travel Network when I spoke with Kelly Bergen. Um, I told her that I was, you know, a grown adult. I, you know, I had been around and um, I was, you know, really just excited about starting this business and was looking for the right partner for me. And instead of kind of going into her spiel, Kelly said to me, well, why don't you tell me exactly what you're looking for? And that was super refreshing to me because I kind of, even though I didn't really know the business, the travel industry, I did know myself well enough to know what I like, what I don't like, how I learn, how I'm motivated and all those things. So I basically told her I'm looking for um, a host agency that is affiliated with a, a good consortia. And I knew that they were affiliated with Signature Travel Network, which had gotten, you know, amazing reviews online. And so I was pretty excited to hear more about Signature. But um, I was looking for someone who could provide me with that online presence um, in a in a website, but that it would be pretty low-key and low-maintenance for me. I wanted, you know, that legitimacy that an online 
website gives you. And I just really didn't want to have to mess around with it very much. So, um, and then I told her that, you know, being the age I was, I, I knew I was um, a self-starter. I love to learn on my own. I don't necessarily want to be spoon-fed. I didn't want to be handheld. Um, I didn't want someone looking over my shoulder telling me everything to do. I wanted to make the mistakes if that was what was going to happen or research the right way to do it. And then I just wanted someone there that I could contact in case I couldn't find my answer or in case I got myself in a pinch or something. And I kind of went through what I was looking for and she just paused and Kelly said, I think we're exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> so it was really, it was really um, kind of a match made in heaven, I guess. I've never regretted a day of hooking up with Oasis Travel Network and they've, you know, they've been good to me and I've tried to be good to them. And Yeah. Kelly's great. I, yeah. I yes. love, I love working with Kelly. She's just, she's just so nice. So. Yes, and all of her staff is amazing, too. So it's a great place. Well, you, I mean, what you're saying, um, I think, is a great tip because you knew what you wanted. And I think that's what people need to really do before they start looking for a host agency. Otherwise, it's so difficult to tell them apart. You need to know exactly what you want. Um, right. And that is what's going to help you narrow things down. Exactly. Exactly. That's a really good tip. Well, let's switch gears and talk marketing. and. It doesn't seem like there'd be a lot for us to talk with your marketing since you had told me that 90% of your clients are referrals and you haven't really paid for any marketing, <laughs> but um, your first group cruise came about organically through your husband and some of his buddies at the golf club. Yes. Um, and, and this kind of goes back to your website, which is what reminded me. So you're working with this group to figure out which cruise to go on. And I thought you did something really interesting and unique, um, the way you use your website. So tell us about how you use the offer ID number on your site to sell. Okay. Um, so one of the things that I liked about the websites that Signature Travel Network offered was that they're very interactive and we... Um, we can actually have clients book themselves cruises on our website, although I'll be honest and say that has not happened for me. Mm -hmm. um, usually by the time they get to that point where they're kind of ready to make a decision, they reach out to me, and that's what I want them to do anyway. Yes. I, I want to be hands-on. I don't, I don't necessarily want them to book something and then find out it was the wrong thing. So You're not an OTA. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I have much more to offer than just a booking. Yes. So, um, so anyway, um, with Signature, our websites are, again, hooked directly with all of Signature's offerings. And they have a great internal system, whereas each cruise that's available out there through every cruise line, every ship, every, you know, potential itinerary is given an offer ID number. And it's all an internal, you know, deal. It's a seven digit number. Um, so when, um, when I am doing a search for my clients, and that's my preferred way to do it for them, rather mm -hmm. than them searching on my website, they can do that, you know, preliminary work, but I want them to come to me and I'm going to go to Signature uh, signatures intranet site, and I'm going to do the search for them. And um, the cruises that I narrow it down to and the itineraries that I feel are best for the for those clients, they're assigned these internal offer ID numbers. 
So when I met with my first cruise group um, at my husband's golf club, and by the way, um, I'll just mention that the reason it all came up is the guys were out golfing oh, yeah. one day, <laughs> and one of them said, oh, geez, we have a big anniversary coming next year. I suppose I should take my wife on a trip or something. <laughs> and one of the other ones said, well, geez, I do too. We're going to have a big anniversary. And my husband piped in and said, well, let's just do it, and I'll have Janet plan it. And it was like, <laughs> wow, you're my best Pied Piper ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So all the guys that had golfed together that day, and of course, word of mouth got out. Oh, there might be a trip. Da, da, da. Um, I called a meeting at the club, and we rented out a room, and I told everyone to bring their laptops. And um, then I, you know, they all hooked up to the internet, and um, they opened up their laptops, and I said, okay, I've got three cruises for us to look at talk about and we can ask questions and discuss and all of that um, and it's really easy it's an easy way to see these and I said see up in the right hand corner on my website there's a little white box and it says offer ID all you have to do is put in this seven digit number hit enter and voila the cruise shows up and every detail about it the ship when it was built when it was refurbished um, the cabins, the cost, um, everything, uh, the ports, everything you'd want to know about that cruise is, is there interactively available. And so we all sat around the table, everyone searching. And by the time we all got done discussing, it was unanimous around the table, which cruise we were going to do. And everyone signed up that night. It was crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah. And I'll link to the your website in the show notes so people can take a peek at how that works if they're okay. interested. Sure. Um, and and if any listeners are like me and do some online stalking of the guests, they'll also notice uh, that you've got quite a few raving reviews on your Facebook page, um, which I'll also link to. But how do you get those? Honestly, I know that we probably should be asking for those, but I just don't. I think that um, I get so excited and enthusiastic about my clients' trips, and it, I'm invested in them, you know, emotionally and personally. And so when I reach out to them at the end of their trip and tell them, welcome home, and I want to hear all about it, I'm, I am sincerely saying those things. And I just think that people see that. They can see if you are a salesperson or if you are someone who's really trying to make their dream come true. So I, I just kind of attribute it to that, um, that, you know, they, uh, know that I'm excited and, and I think they, I think people appreciate that. So it's just, again, been organically that people have gone on and given those reviews and I'm very appreciative and I do need to ask more. I do think that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, you, you've definitely got a nice base for having not done anything. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, let's skedaddle into our next section of the podcast, which is big wins. It's my favorite one. So <laughs> you had applied for one of Signature's fam trips to Israel mm -hmm. um, and ended up being accepted. It was a pretty thorough process. Um, walk us through how your fam trip ended up turning into a $155,000 group booking that sold out in two months. Yes. Um, again, I think enthusiasm um, and sincerity is a lot of it because I personally was excited to visit Israel. So um, not only from a business standpoint, but just 
you know, on a personal level, I was really excited to be in the Holy Land. Um, so um, once I was accepted on the trip, um, I um, kind of started a preliminary, uh, how do I want to say, I guess a preview of what I was going to be doing. And while I was traveling, I was very diligent to post on Facebook and Instagram. And I really shared personal stories and observations and um, thoroughly enjoyed my trip while I was there. Um, but also felt like I was bringing along my friends and my clients with me and wanted to share that with them. By the time I got home from the fam trip, I was inundated with messages and phone calls and emails about people saying, oh my gosh, I want to do that. I want to do what you did. How do I do it? When can we do it? And so um, I actually ended up going into my church um, office and talked with the pastor and asked him if he had ever been interested in going. And of course, yes, dream trip for him. So I said, what if I can make that happen for you and your wife, and we will take a bunch of people with us? And so he became my biggest advocate and Pied Piper and talked to people in the church and outside of the church. And um, we literally had, um, I, I decided that I was going to cap the trip at 35. I just thought in, this, in those narrow streets of Jerusalem, that's probably enough people to keep track of and count heads. Yes. And, so, um, and I felt like I wanted to provide a really more personal, intimate experience for the clients. So even as I started booking people in the trip, I wanted them to know I was capping it. I wasn't just trying to fill the bus. I wanted to keep it at a, a level where everyone would feel like they had individual attention and, and it wasn't just hurting cattle. So um, yeah, I ended up with actually 33 people signed up in two months. Um, only about half came from our church actually. And then the other half was just from all these people that had reached out to me when I got back and wanted to be a part of it too. So it was a really eclectic group of people mm -hmm. that traveled together, which made it even more interesting. You know, we shared ideas um, about cultures and traditions and churches and things like that. So it was a great experience. I did end up having two people cancel at the very last minute. So 31 was um, the number I took and we all had a ball trip of a lifetime. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And so your luck doesn't just stop with getting accepted into these fabulous fam trips. Um, right. You are one of the people I'm always jealous of because, yes. you know, the industry gives off all these fabulous prizes at the events. And I mean, I've been in the industry a long time and I have never won anything. I'm always <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be me. And it never is. So <clears throat> um, early on in your career, you won a river cruise. So I have a few questions about it. Okay. So the first one is, um, do you crumple your business card into an odd shape, like an origami swan or what's that advice for how you get yours to be drawn? Because I need to know. <laughs> oh, I wish I had something like that to give you, but no, honestly, I think they printed off all of our names and put them in a literal hat. I believe it was a hat. Oh, so you didn't oh, even was, get to do anything tricky. No, it was pure luck. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> all right. Well, that's very disappointing. I apologize to all the listeners that tuned in hoping to figure that out. 
<laughs> I would think though that uh, the thicker the paper on your on your business card, that would probably be an advantage, don't you think? Well, yeah, I haven't tried that. I have tried the folding in different shapes. <laughs> it doesn't work very well, but um, so you came up with this really neat strategy that I haven't heard before um, to build your business, and that was to form a group around the cruise you had won. Yeah, so my original thought was just to be selfish and take that trip and yeah. you know, take my mom or my husband and just go on a great trip and enjoy. And the more I thought about it, it was it just seemed kind of like a no-brainer. Like, why not invite some people to go with you? Maybe they'll enjoy it too. Um, and it was my first, I guess, time dipping my toe into the river cruising world. I, yes, that's what's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I had never done it before. So it was a little scary, I'll be honest, you know, telling people what I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> um but I will say that um, the, the cruise that we went on was a Uniworld cruise, and it far exceeded my expectations and promises. So I did not, you know, go home feeling like, oh, maybe I overpromised. No, they overdelivered. Um, so anyway, um, my husband and I both decided, yeah, let's invite a few friends. And it became uh, a hot topic of um, conversation, not only at the club, but at the church and in our circle of friends. And we ended up with 20 people on that trip. And um, I, I think every single one of them would say they would, it was one of the highlights of their lives again, and wow. um, that they would definitely recommend it to anyone. And, you know, once you have 20 people that are happy campers over a product, they're going to tell 20 or 40 people and then they're going to come to you because they're going to tell them what a great experience they had with you. So I don't know. I guess the advice would be take advantage of every opportunity, even if it is kind of a free trip for you. Why not? Why not turn it into a group, even if it's a small group to start with? Mm -hmm. Did you tap into your previous groups at all kind of marketing to yes. go on this cruise did you reach out to them good point very good point so that very first um group that we did um from the club and it was it was a princess cruise and it was in europe and it was a great itinerary again everyone still talks about it that was in 2014 and it still comes up almost every other time we're together. Wasn't that great? So I did reach out to those people once my husband and I decided, you know, well, let's just invite some people. And a good chunk of the people that went on that first cruise with me ended up on this cruise. And then a year later, a good chunk of those ended up going to Alaska with me. So, wow. it, it, you know, you just kind of get your core people of travelers. And and I feel like maybe it's a little bit because I'm just kind of in that sweet spot of life. Um, we are, you know, now, you know, making more money in our lives than we've ever made before, our age group. Um, maybe our children are starting to supply grandchildren for us, but for some of us that hasn't happened yet. Um, but yet we're not in retirement age either. So, you know, we've got to be a little bit selective about, how long we're gone, you know, we can't go on a three week Australia trip at this point, but hey, a week and a half, two weeks, we sure can. So I feel like I'm in a good place as far as the age of the friends I have, um, you know, us late baby boomers, we're, we're ready to travel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it, it, any of the listeners are hearing this story and thinking, man, I need to go on more FAMs and attend more conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put a look in the show notes to our event calendar, but make sure to check it out because we have FAMs listed and webinars and conferences. We have over um, 50 listed for 2020. And it, so it's so it's not your regular industry calendar. It's um, got search filters and categories that make it easy to find what you're looking for. And it's it's not one of those ugly Google calendar event calendars. I, I Do you know what I'm talking about, Janet? So, yeah, ours is pleasing to the eye. So, you know, check it out at har.com slash events. And I'll put the link in the show notes too. That's a nice feature. Yeah. Well, okay, so... Besides these, or through these wins, I should say, you've kind of become a big believer in FAMS, and yeah. you realized that you needed to travel in the way you wanted your, like the type of travel you wanted to book. And the Uniworld cruise pushed you to take that river cruise, which you probably wouldn't have otherwise experienced, and now it's like 20% of your business, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, Um I got that piece of advice from a much more experienced um, travel advisor than I am. Um, She kind of became a personal mentor and friend. And um, yeah, one of the pieces of advice she gave me is you need to go not only just travel. Yes, you need to go travel. And that's definitely something I would tell any new agent or an agent trying to build their business. Go travel. People are watching you and they want to do what you do. But the other part of that is go travel in the, in the way that you want to sell travel. So, um, you know, you don't have to stay with the same types of um, inexpensive cruise lines. Go on one that's, a, you know, a little bit nicer, a little more upscale, a little more luxury. Um, show your followers and your listeners and your clients what else is out there and tout the, the reasons that it's more expensive. Point out those things, you know, that, hey, it might be a little more upfront, but in the long run, you're getting more for your money. So um, I think it's really important to kind of uh, not only visualize, but go out and do the kind of travel you want to sell. Now, I, I wouldn't say being in the Midwest that I focus on luxury travel. That is, mm-hmm. you know, not the clientele I have. It's, um, we are fairly conservative Midwest people, but you know what? We will also pay for something if we feel it's worth it. And so, you know, I, a lot of what I do is not necessarily convincing people that it's worth it, but showing them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the method behind when you're doing the social posts when you're traveling. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I want them to see what's possible. Because a lot of people, um, you know, like me, when I started the business, your dreams are small. I I was excited, you know, thinking about the prospect of having 50,000 in sales my first year. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and then I blew through that in three months. And it's like, oh, oh, so set your goals higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we also talked about kind of the um, – the value to suppliers when agencies get to experience their products firsthand. Um, You're a shining example of how profitable it can be. I mean, it, it turns you into a lover of river cruising. Yes. Um, And I know that you love to chat about it with your clients. So when you're talking to your clients about river cruising, Mm -hmm. what are your selling points and what, what sold you on it? Right. Um, I think that um, uh, some of the reason that people decide 
maybe travel is not for them is they see it as very stressful and they see it as you know being part of a herd of other people on and off the ship or you know in and out of the museum um, they get intimidated by the idea of trying to find their way around and what am I, what am I going to do when I'm there? And I think that one of the most amazing things about river cruising is the fact that it's a small ship with a very small number of people. It's an intimate atmosphere. Um, it's very laid back. They, um, there's really not a lot of decisions to make. The, the little beautiful ship pulls up in front of a, the quaintest little town you've ever imagined in your dreams and they take you on a little walking tour or a wine tour or whatever and they show you around a little bit and then you have the whole afternoon um, free to wander yourself and those are the kind of things people crave I believe they they really um, sure they want to check things off their list but they also want to experience the culture and they want to meet the people and observe and people watch. Who doesn't love to people watch? <laughs> you yeah. Know, sit in a cafe with a glass of wine and a little tapas or something and just watch people and their mannerisms and, you know, how they enjoy life. The Europeans have a way slower pace than we do in general, especially in the small towns. And I think river cruising takes you to the heart of Europe and to the heart of the culture um, of what it used to be in days long ago before the big cities came up. So I really think people walk away from river cruising, not only feeling relaxed because everything's taking, taken care of for them, but also feeling nurtured and educated in the real Europe. So those are kind of the things I tout when I talk about river cruising. Oh, and the amazing beds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you've talked about this. Yeah, tell me, beds. tell everyone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, well, particularly Uniworld, they, um, they have their mattresses all handmade in England. The Queen of England sleeps on one of these mattresses, and they're made of interesting things, which people always want to know this. They're made of, I hope I'm getting this right, um, silk and cashmere and Argentinian horsetail hair. It is the horsehair on the exterior or the interior of the <laughs> It's all mattress. inside compacted okay. <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> Encased in a cotton, you know, thing. But um yeah, and my husband and I with the first night we crawled into bed, we were just both like, Oh, this bed is amazing. <laughs> And it was about an inch, you know, maybe off one side more than the other. And we literally tried to move it over and get it centered and we couldn't move it. These are, yeah. Okay. I've talked enough about the mattresses, but this is one of the things that I talk about was the luxury that you're going to be in and the way you're going to feel spoiled rotten by the time you get off. Yeah. I, I mean, you sold me on it. I've never been on a river cruise. I'm like, I think I need to go. Oh, you, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Well, so it's it's not just two for you. You're doing the river cruise, but oftentimes you do pre and post. So yes. what do you end up um, what do you end up doing for bookings for that? Who do you use and why? Right. Um, yeah, I am a huge fan of Avanti destinations for my pre and post cruises, and this could be for river cruises or ocean cruises. Um, Avanti is, you know, a wholesale packager. They work 
directly and only with travel agents. Um, their agents are very well educated, amazing to work with, and they can do everything for you. They can do the air, they can do the hotel, the tours, the transfers, even if it's something you make up, you know, some kind of tour that clients specifically want, they will find someone to make it happen. So, um, and again, they, they don't necessarily focus on luxury. It's more that, you know, comfortable four-star level, which my clientele tend to go for and, um, you know, feel comfortable in. So, um, yeah, I will package the pre and the post and the flights and everything through Avanti and that's more commission for you, more sales for you. So, you know, it's a win-win and clients are so happy. Um, I would say my group clients are, this is just something that dawned on me. We didn't even talk about this. I would say my group clients are probably the most happy clients I have because there's just not a lot of decisions they have to make in their flights and stuff. I, I do it all for them. I group them all together. We're all going to fly on this flight. We're all going to stay in this hotel and we're going to have a great time. And, you know, so I think there's something really comforting to clients to just kind of let you handle all of those details and they're just along for the ride. Yeah. I super, super nice when you don't have to make any decisions on vacation. <laughs> So yeah, I do. I mean, it isn't just the cruises that I book. I will book everything around that too. For them. Insurance. Sure. Too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to move on to a different subject and it's one we haven't touched on yet, but I think it's one that's been very front and center for both of this year, which is self-care. Yes. Um, it's easy to work yourself to the bone, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. Uh, I feel like the work-life balance in the digital age is more like work, 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 do a pinch of life, and then the rest is work. Um, and I, I think it's especially relevant now that it's wave season for agents. Um, but I bring this up because would you feel comfortable sharing? Um, we talked about your Israel trip earlier, but um, would you mind sharing what happened on your Israel trip? Because it was pretty life-changing for you. It really was. Yeah, I'd be happy to share that. And in fact, I want to share it because I do think that um, it's important for people to uh, think about self-care because here's the deal. <laughs> we as travel agents are pleasers. We want our clients to be happy and we will do anything to bend over backwards to make that happen. And so what happens then to us and to our families and the people around us is they kind of, you know, we shove ourselves aside and we ignore those those little hints that we're getting that maybe we're not feeling well, or, you know, we stop listening to our bodies. I mean, how many times do you sit in your chair at your desk and think, I think I've been here for three hours and I haven't even gotten up. I mean, it's so unhealthy, so unhealthy. So what happened in Israel? Um, again, I had 31 people with me that I'm completely responsible for. It also happened to be spring break week. So I had, <laughs> you know, 45 or 50 other people traveling that week. And in addition, it's when those 737 planes were grounded. And oh. so a lot of those spring break people, you know, I had to find new flights for them or shuffle and scramble and get them to their destination. And there, you know, lots of frantic phone calls. Um, it was a super stressful time. The, the Israel trip was about a 11 day trip. And um, again, it was over spring break. So I'm trying to not only take care of my people, but I'm fielding all these other things going on too. 
Um, about the second to the last day of the trip, I had about an hour between our full day of touring and the dinner that we were supposed to do. And I was on my computer trying to answer emails and it, it suddenly hit me that I couldn't see my laptop. Um, mm. the entire left side of my vision was just gone. And you know, lots of things cross your mind. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, am I having a stroke? Well, I had a couple nurses in the group. They came in, they kind of tested me and they said, no, you're not having a stroke. It's, you know, I think you're just having a migraine. Just get some rest. So I went to bed, slept about 12 hours, which I needed. And the next day, you know, the vision was okay, but I did not feel well. Finished out the trip, traveled all that way home and was having a really hard time getting over the jet lag, or so I thought. And uh, about a week after that, this vision thing happened again. Long same time. Short, yeah, same mm -hmm. time. Long story short, I ended up in the ER um, with a blood pressure of, of 220 over 110. And uh, an immediate MRI was done, and they determined that, in fact, I had had a small stroke in Israel that only affected my vision. And it was because it wasn't a typical stroke where, um, you know, there was a clot or an aneurysm or something like that. It was just literally the blood vessels that fed my eyes slammed shut and had damage to them, you know, because of the high blood pressure and the, yeah. and the stress and the stress. Yeah. Oh, so, um, sadly, from my hospital bed, I was doing final payments because they were due. I mean, this was just sort of my mentality, my denial of what was happening to me. Like, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And, you know, within a week, it, it hit me hard. Oh, my gosh. This could have been so much worse. Yes. I am very lucky to just have had this huge two by four against my head, this warning. And the thing is, as I thought back for four or five months, I had known I wasn't feeling well. I had known I was too busy. I was working 14 hour days, six, seven days a week. And mm -hmm. I had ignored all that because you know what? My clients needed me. I had to get this done. It's wave season. Yeah. Right? It's wave season. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was on top of all of it too. So, um, yeah, I had a huge eye-opening experience with that. Um, so it was, I know in the intro, you said that for a month, I basically sat back from my business, but it was really four months. Oh, wow. Yeah, that I did not do any new bookings. Now, I would work a couple hours a day to service the bookings that I already had and people that were traveling, but that was it. I completely gave away any, you know, inquiries that I had to other, other travel agent friends. And, um, and so now I feel like I, I'm back up to full speed, but not over speed. I'm working eight hours a day. I am limiting yeah. myself. I've gotten myself some help. I've got someone that comes to my house for a couple hours a day. Uh, I've got other help, um, that does like a lot of the technical reporting stuff for my host agency. I've got a gal that comes in once a month and takes care of my books and, you know, my expenses and things like that. So I've given away a lot of those little tasks that aren't necessary for a travel agent, but yet were bogging me down and causing me to work, you know, extra hours. So I am limiting myself. Also, I, um, I would say a year ago when this all happened, I was probably working on 25 trips at a time mm -hmm. and eh, 
that's a lot. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And I'm talking big trips, some of them groups. So now I'm, I know that if I'm at the 10 to 12 mark, 10 to 12 trips at a time, I feel like I can give my clients the good service I want to give them. And I can also take care of myself and walk out of my office at 5.30 at night and, and feel good about what I got accomplished and that all the rest can wait until tomorrow. So that's my big, um, I guess, tout for please. Listen to your own body. Listen to yourself. Um, give, give yourself what you need. Treat yourself a little bit once in a while. We work hard. Yeah. These clients rely on us and you know, they do want good service from us. And, and of course, being who we are and why we do what we do, we want to give that good service, but not at the expense of our own health and our families. No. Yeah. When, you know, when we originally connected, Janet and I, the episode was supposed to be a hundred percent about river cruises. And, and after she shared her story, um, uh, we just kind of connected because I'd also, mine wasn't stress related. Mine was from my, um, illness I have, but I'd had like a small stroke, a TIA maybe six years ago. So I saw this as a great opportunity to discuss um, a topic that I think is just as important as marketing or education to your business. Um, it's just not something that gets talked about though. Um, and one thing you've done, Janet, that I think is, again, very brilliant, is you have a wait list. Um, that you now tell people. So, so yeah, tell us more about the wait list, how you communicate it, yeah. and how it works. So um, right now during wave season, the wave list is enacted. Um, it actually started mid-December. For some reason, I started, I could feel the wave gearing up mid-December around here. So um, all the snow we've had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the cold. Yeah. Um, so I, um, again, kind of keeping a promise to my family too, that, you know, they want me around. So as a promise to my family and myself, I said, I'm going to limit myself to 12 trips at a time. So once I got, I reached that limit, um, I get an inquiry from a client and I, I simply email them right back and I say, Oh, you know, I'm so happy to hear from you. I would love to help you on this trip. Um, please understand that um, I'm in a, you know, it, we are in a busy booking time right now. And um, to protect the clients whose trips I am working on and to protect my own health, I um, am working on a wait list right now. It, um, it is probably a week or two weeks out and I will be able to reach out to you and um, let you know I'm ready to get to work on your trip. And then I just kind of end it with, um, if, if you want to be placed on my wait list, let me know and kind of leave it at that because it kind of leaves the door open for them to go somewhere else if they want to. But it's so interesting because I've not had someone do that yet. Every single person that I email, I, I almost think there's like um, maybe an element of making you seem more desirable, you know, I agree. got a wait list, but also maybe an element of respect that you um, want to focus on the trips you're working on now and you don't want to spread yourself so thin that you are not doing a good job. And so I, I just think that, the, you know, people do respect that even in this busy age where we, you know, almost wear it as a badge of honor to say I'm so busy. It's okay to say, okay, I'm at my limit and I want to give you good service. And so I will reach out in a week or two when I'm ready and I will give it a hundred percent for you. Mm -hmm. And so it has, it has worked. And I, 
I'm really happy about that because I don't like to disappoint people as yeah. most of us don't, but I don't sense at all that people are disappointed. In fact, when I reach back out and tell them, Hey, your name came up on the list. I'm ready to get to work. They're very excited and ready to go. Yeah. It's a, I feel like it's a great solution to the problem. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that and for sharing your story. Um, I think I speak for everyone and I hope you don't mind listeners that I'm actually speaking for you here, but um, you know, I'm glad that you're okay and Thanks. I'm happy you adjusted um, your course before any permanent damage occurred. And I don't want to say any serious because I know you had a lot of recovery in there. There's a lot of things, but um, I, I think these life changing moments happen a lot more than any of us are aware. Um, I and I think it's something that's usually really personal. So, people don't typically share unless you're me right of or course. me or me and, yeah, yeah. In which case, <laughs> like I'm super open about what I'm going through and on the medical odyssey I've been on the last six years um and so I've I've been very public about my journey with living with vasculitis um that's a rare disease that I've been that's been really debilitating at times for me um I'll and put I'm a link okay Thank you. I'll yeah. put a link in the show notes in case anyone's curious about it. And I'm also going to put a link to um, signs of a stroke in there as well. I had no idea that's what I was having until I failed the test. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd had some like half my body was numb. There were some like signs I should have known, but I was just like, I just am not, I'm just really tired. So yes. yeah, yeah, I know you, you know, you can, you can fool yourself for a long, long time and tell yourself that you're okay, I'm okay, I'll get through it, it's just temporary, blah, blah, blah. We lie to ourselves, so uh, you know, it's okay to make an awareness of it once in a while. So people, you know, hopefully there's someone out there maybe that needed to hear these stories. Yes, and I, well, what's interesting is since I've been so open about it, um, I, I, I've been so surprised the number of emails or Facebook messages I've received from agents that are dealing with life-changing scenarios, whether it's caring for the elderly parents or maybe for a child that's sick or they're themselves chronically ill um, or a loved one or a friend. Um, but just these life-changing scenarios, so many people have that have kind of forced them to reframe their priorities. Um, Absolutely. So I guess as we start to kind of wrap up this episode, I think the the great takeaway tip um, to think about, besides how to fold your business card, uh, which <laughs> turned out not to be a great tip and no fault of your own, Janet, but um, but to also like take away that work isn't everything as like it, it isn't. And what's equally important is practicing self-care, um, treasuring the health you have and the people around you and really recognizing the small joys in life. So, yes. And, you know, I mean, it may sound kind of cliche, but I enjoy my job more now working less hours because I'm sure I'm, I'm not stressing out all the time. So, you know, if you're at that point in your life where you're kind of thinking, do I still like what I do? <laughs> you know, maybe try the wait list here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so speaking of small joys and like things to improve your life, that's a beautiful transition to our closing segment, the warm fuzzies. Um, so for those of you that are new this time along, this is where, this is our segment where we leave all of our listeners going, oh, that's just so sweet. <laughs> um, we focus on the small acts in life that have made a big difference. So 
um, Janet, end this with a bang and tell us something you or your clients have done that was sunshiny and warm. Oh, very good. Um, actually, this is a very, very recent story. Um, I had a, a, a lady contact me and I've known her for a really long time. Um, she, I've always respected her a lot because she's one of those people that um, always has a smile on her face you know, sunshine over her head, even if it's raining. And I know that she um, went through many years. I, I hate to even say a number, but it was five plus years of her husband struggling with cancer. Oh. And she maintained her sunny attitude through the whole thing. And, you know, we're going to get through it. And, you know, she has a faith. And so she relied on that a lot. And um, this lady did lose her husband um, not too long ago. And he, um, bless his heart, he left her some money um, and said, I want you to go travel and do the things that we could never Aww. do together. And so I met with she and her sister and we planned two trips. And um, so the first trip, they actually just got back yesterday. They, um, I sent them to Cabo and I just thought that would be a fun sister place to go. And I watched all week long as she posted pictures on Facebook of all the people she had met and the smiles on their faces and the fun things they did and the great food and drinks that they enjoyed, she and her sister. And um, I sent her a text message this morning and said, oh my gosh, I'm sure you're back at work, but I just, I want to, I can't wait to talk to you about everything and she just gushed in the text message about how amazing the trip was and how much she appreciated it and and now even though she was a little apprehensive about trip number two which is Ireland mm -hmm. she's now pumped for Ireland yay <laughs> yes and so I I love making people's dreams come true and I know everybody out there does too and sometimes I, you know, I think we need to remind ourselves why we do what we do. Yes. That's why I love to end with this because I like yes. burnout is common yes. in the travel industry yes. and it's nice to hear these stories and yes. to kind of come back. So, yes. So well, she did that trip for her husband. Yay. Yeah. Well, we did it again. We've gone through another episode of TAC. Um, before we go though, if you're listening, don't forget your need. Don't forget, we need your help with the 2020 campaign. And if you have a minute, and if you've never left a rating, it, it literally really does take a minute. Um, before you close the podcast app on your phone, scroll to the review section and leave a rating and review for Travel Agent Chatter. I mean, I think the world really needs a compilation of me doing the most popular dances on the internet in a t-rex suit don't you it's it's the one thing the internet is missing and if we get the 2020 campaign goal that's what's going to happen so <laughs> well tracy thank you for bringing in the new decade with us and sharing your story um i really appreciate it thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and to our listeners, you're the bestest. I'm so happy you chose to spend an hour of your day um, listening to the origami swan techniques for the conference goer. Uh, that was so much fun. All of us here at HARS are sending you huggles, sparkles, and origami paper. So take care until next time. You can watch a video, read a transcript, and view the show notes of today's episode by visiting hostagencyreviews.com slash TAC and clicking on episode 13. 
And you know, I have to tell you, while we're here, I like that you've stuck around this long. Usually there's boring stuff at the end of a podcast, like maybe the credit roll or whatnot. But you should know, not this podcast. Mm-mm. So I may as well tell you a little known fact about me is I used to be a TGI Friday server. Mm-hmm, that's right. And because you've braved this podcast to the very end, I have a few surprises for you. Visit har, that's H-A-R, dot news slash T-G-I-F. And you can see a picture of 20-something stuff in my TGI get up. Thanks for listening.